Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of Michael's Record Collection. I'm Michael Citro, and in this episode, I'm talking to guitarist Jesper Lindgren from a Swedish band called Velvet Insane. Velvet Insane released a debut album in 2019, and coming up on July 16th, they're releasing a brand new record that's quite a departure from their self-titled debut. The album is called Rock and Roll Glitter Suit, and the music sounds just like you'd expect. It's 11 tracks of fun, catchy glam rock that'll have you singing and clapping along. I spoke to Jesper Lindgren about the making of the album, his influences, and his love of glam rock. Before we get to that interview, I want to take this opportunity to thank David Rowe, who became the first Patreon subscriber to Michael's Record Collection. I really appreciate your support. If you want to join David and get lots of extra value while supporting the show, please go to patreon.com slash Collection and choose the level that's right for you. Now let's get to that interview with Velvet Insane's Jesper Lindgren. Here we go. All right, welcome to Michael's Record Collection. I am very excited to have with me on this episode from a band called Velvet Insane, uh, founder and guitarist Jesper Lindgren. Thanks uh, so much for being with me. Thank you, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I've been listening to Rock and Roll Glitter Suit, which comes out on July 16th on Sound Pollution Records. This is a, an album, I would have to say, that really captured my imagination right from the beginning. It sounds fresh, but it also sounds fresh because it's so different than a lot of what's coming out right now. It's very, it's it's kind of a modern take on a retro uh, style. There's a lot of different influences coming together here. And I, I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about your process your first album came out in 2019 a self-titled uh, album and that was more modern rock and this sounds like like if you took glam rock and took a little bit about uh, of um, uh, power pop and you put it in a blender it kind of would sound like this when it came out yeah i'm happy to hear that you uh that you like the album and that you think it it sounds just like the 70s, but has still a, a modern sound because that's what we wanted to do with this album. Um, we wanted to capture 1973 and uh, the glam rock era, but we wanted to to make it uh, like modern, like a modern sound to it. So this album, uh, it feels great. It's just uh, going to be released next week. So yeah it's uh, a lot of feelings right now and yeah we're really excited about it and this album uh, we just sat down with our producer Sula Carlson from the Diamond Dogs and we started to talk about this album that we wanted to make we we wanted to to capture and uh, we have always seen ourselves as a glam rock band uh and we have tried different ways to to get to that. Um, and as you said, our last album, the first one, uh, was more like modern rock and uh, like a lot of more hard rock or even heavy metal in some uh, some different parts of the album. But uh, yeah, we just sat down and we just got honest to ourselves and to and yeah and to what we want to make and what music we really love 
uh, we started we started this band and i think you can hear that from the name velvet insane it we wanted to 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 start a band that could that had a name that could uh, be out from the 70s so yeah uh, this album feels great and we are really proud of it uh, it's me and jonas Eriksson, the lead singer and uh, ludwig anderson who is the bass player and me and jonas uh we met back in 2013 uh, jonas is also the founder of the band together with me and we i just met i had one, an uh, idea to make a, a glam rock band that one that should be larger than life like all the idols and all my favorite bands like T-Rex, Slade, Matty Hoople. Uh, I wanted that sound and I also wanted a band name that could be fit a band from 1973. Uh, so I just put these two words together that sounded nice. It doesn't mean anything, um, <laughs> but it sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds, sounds glam rock. And uh, I just met Jonas by accident. At the local club and we started to talk about all the music that we love and um yeah and we started to write some songs uh, at first jonas was the drummer but uh, i think it was the night before our first gig he told me that he wanted to sing so we just hired a friend of ours to play drums at the show and uh, jonas became the lead singer and uh, Ludwig joined the band like uh, two years ago, and uh, he's an old friend of mine from high school. So yeah. So I mentioned that the sound of this this new album, Rock and Roll Glitter Suit, which is a, a fantastic name uh, for the album. It instantly brings to mind this type of uh, of glam rock. I'm hearing a lot of musical influences in here. I hear uh, some Mott the Hoople, Sweet. Slade, um, maybe some Bay City Rollers even at times, and Badfinger, and one band that I think I think is this reminds me of is a Canadian band called the Kings. Are, are all of those influences to you, or only some of them? Yeah, all of them. And uh, I really love uh, uh, Bay City Rollers, and I also yeah and uh, new york dolls i think you can hear a lot of new york dolls on the album especially the track space hd day and uh, so yeah uh tell me about your your musical tastes and, and how they develop what was your first favorite record or your first favorite song that you remember the first record i got was uh actually it was a, a an old tape from uh, from my grandfather's uh, and grandmother's house. Um, it used to belong to uh, my mother. He, she was listening to, to it when she was young. And uh, it was the, the album Double Platinum by Kiss. And the first song I heard was uh, Strutter, um, the 1978 uh, kind of a little more disco version of the, mm -hmm. of the song. And I really loved it. And I just got blown away um, about it and i i didn't know that kids were makeup so i had a lot to to find out later and uh, yeah and from that i found all these 
kind of glam rock bands like Slade and Motley Hoople. And I also love Rod Stewart and I also love uh, a lot of different music, but especially from the 70s and the 60s. Uh, I also love In Excess, like from the 80s. But now I'm in a period when I'm listening a lot to, to uh, Tim Buckley and Nick Drake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot like singer-songwriters from the uh, late 60s. So you, all of these songs, there's 11 tracks on the album. They're all under four and a half minutes long. Very short, very catchy, strong melodies, nice harmonies, and very memorable choruses. I think that's what all of these songs have in common. How do you go about writing a chorus that's so easy to sing along with and so easy to remember? Like, <laughs> you seem to have struck a formula here. Yeah, we wanted to... To keep it simple, uh, I think that's the key. Uh, to uh, to keep it simple, and it's just eleven pop songs, and we play it on electric guitars, just like it was in the seventies. Like Slade, all of their al- albums are like pop albums, but they have some distortion on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, to keep it simple and. Uh, Okay. I think that's the that's the key. Uh, you kick this thing off with driving down the mountain, and it's you know you're in for a ride because the song literally starts with the sound of a car starting. How did you come up with that idea? That was that just something that happened in the studio? Did you already have that planned? You know, is that is that go? You mentioned a Kiss influence. Does that go back to Detroit Rock City? That kind of uh, we we talked about that idea right from the start when we uh, started to rehearse the song together with the band that we have recorded the album with and. Uh, it's uh, it's actually our producer's Sulu's idea that he he wanted it to it's just it fit the song and it also like we're from the northern parts of Sweden so yeah it's uh, kind of cool in some different ways so yeah it just it just uh, yeah we talked about it it sounded fun and we keep it and uh, yeah. I think it's really cool and and uh, yeah and it's uh, got a lot of kiss in it as well as you, as you said so yeah. uh Backstreet Liberace is one of the singles from the album uh it's one of the most hand clappingest songs you'll ever hear a great guitar <laughs> solo what is a Backstreet Liberace 
Liberace is an old piano player. Right. I know uh, who Liberace is. Larger than life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's kind of that influenced, but, but it just we wanted to have a cocky title, and uh, yeah, we wanted to, yeah, it's it, the first single. It's the first single from the album, and we uh, we really wanted it to to be a hundred percent glam rock. So. Yeah, the sound, the title sounded nice, and uh, yeah, so just well, like the band name, it doesn't mean <laughs> anything. <laughs> that's okay too. That's a, that's yeah. That's what a lot of that music is is like. This sets a good tone. These first two tracks set a really good tone for the album. Again, that you can you can clap along with them, you can sing along with them. The chorus is very memorable, very easy to to latch on to. Uh, tell me a little bit about the most recent single, "Sound of Sirens." It's a bit slower. It's got really lovely yeah. backing vocals. Tell me about that that song. Uh, we wanted to show another side of Velvet Insane. Uh, we wanted to show it our 60s influences uh we really love like the beatles and van morrison and elton john and all those kind of pop um, stuff so yeah we wanted to uh to show that and but it was uh actually our record label that wanted it to to be the next single so mm -hmm. it's their fault and <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a good track, and it shows our '60s influences with a lot of. Uh, it got a lot of Beatles in it, and uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Did you have a different song in mind for the second single? One that you'd rather have put out second? We talked about a few songs, but Velvet Tongue is a favorite of mine. It got a lot of, a lot of ABBA in it, the Swedish yes. band. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of pop and it's it's got a lot of glam rock and it's 100% glitter and uh, 
Yeah. Swagger. <laughs> the clap along songs continue with, with riding the skyways. It's it's more upbeat right again after after Sound of Sirens gets a little slower. Then you come back up to a a, a more uh, up tempo song. And then one of the ones that I stuck out for me is Spin on Crazy Moon, which starts off with an opening riff that sounds like a, an old Kiss riff from those first couple of Kiss albums. Was that intentional? Kiss is my all-time favorite band, so of course there there is Kiss in everything I do. I think um, so. Yeah, and that's a cool track. And I wrote that guitar uh, at home, and we started to to jam on it and play along, and we came up with the chorus, and and it sounded like the Who. That's from where the name came from. Um, like the moon, Keith Moon. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's got a lot of 60s in it. But, of course, it's always Kiss in my songs. <laughs> uh, Sailing on a Thunderstorm starts with a nice little acoustic guitar. And is that a mandolin I hear in that song? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, that's also one of my favorite songs. It's got a lot of, like, Rod Stewart in it. Mm -hmm. So of course we have listened to to Rod Stewart and Maggie May. That's why we have added the the mandolin part. Also, who played the mandolin on this? Was that your, um, you? No, but actually I uh, I played a little um, mandolin in school, so I knew I know a little. But it's our co-producer Kevin Pore who's playing it and he's doing a fantastic job and maybe on the next mandolin song I can play <laughs> keep practicing right <laughs> yeah of course You mentioned Space Age DJ earlier, and that is, again, one of the songs that stands out, uh, at least for me. And it really, you start to name check some of your influences in the in the lyrics a little bit. It sounds a little like Slade or Sweet or Ian Hunter even. Um, tell me about the, the genesis of that song. How did that one come about? And, and just a little bit of background about that song. That song is, I think it was one of the first songs. Uh, that we 
um, that were added to this album because we wanted one song that defined everything, uh, defined the whole sound that we wanted to create and the, that we wanted the album to, to sound like. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's got a lot of New York dolls in it and it's up tempo and, and it's got that crazy saxophone. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's a really cool track and I'm really looking forward to play that live. Uh, I think it would fit perfectly and got a lot of energy and it's uh, fun and it's, as you said, it's like a tribute to our heroes. We uh, talk about like Slade and also we have added the Fox on the Run uh, in the second uh, chorus. We got that Fox on the Run part. Right. That's uh, that's of course a tribute to our glam heroes. How is the gig and the live performance situation in Sweden right now? Are you guys coming out of the pandemic? Are you able to do live shows? Yeah, it's have opened up a bit. Uh, we have actually we we played a few shows uh, last year and unplugged together with Greg and from the helicopters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's has started to open up a bit, but it's still hard. No one knows about everything, uh, so let's see what happens. But we have some shows and we have some tours uh, ahead of us, so that we hope that we that will happen. So we are holding our thumbs. How is the Velvet Insane live experience? What can what can people expect when they go see you guys play live? Now that you know, they're going to be hearing these glam rock songs. Are they going to see a glam rock band? Of course they will. Uh, a lot of energy, uh, a lot of uh, great music and uh, yeah, a, a lot of energy. I think energy is the uh, perfect word for our shows. Um, and it's, yeah, like in 1973, but still fresh and uh, yeah. That's a tricky question, actually, but a good one. So, but a lot of energy. Will you be wearing rock and roll glitter suits? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and of, of course we will. Of course. Uh, what about makeup? Do you guys do makeup? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, some glitter and uh, some eyeliners and yeah, a different. It's always different from uh, every show. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So this album ends up on "You're the Revolution," and to me, this song sounded 
a little different than some of the others. There's still that sort of glam rock backdrop to it. If you stay right here, slowly fade away. You'll be among the poor somewhere in the shade. So you gotta jump if you wanna fly. Reach up for the stars up in the sky. Show the revolution in this cursed evolution. A twist for the better, a shot for the It feels to me like an Oasis song, kind of. Is that an influence on this song? No. No, uh, no actually not. Uh, not in... Uh, I, I don't know, maybe Sulo is listening to Oasis, but we, but we don't. We just want to have a noisy ballad that ended up with a great uh, guitar solo. So that's, that's why we added the song and wrote it we we just wanted a noisy ballad um so all right a noisy ballad that's i like the yeah like the a noisy yeah i think it's got a lot of beatles in it and it's got a lot of modern pop in mm -hmm. some ways i think as oh, that well, makes that makes sense that really makes sense because oasis basically very heavily beatles influenced so that's probably what yeah. i'm hearing there um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting song, but, uh, so these 11 tracks, you guys obviously worked very hard on them. How long did it take from the time you guys started writing to the time you finished recording? We recorded the album last summer. Uh, most of it took like a week and we started to write, write it in the early uh, like in the early or early May and we rehearsed some but yeah a few months and then we added some more stuff like yeah maybe totally like eight months or so I think okay did this all happen during the pandemic then yeah wow did um, you were you able to get together or did you send each other tracks how did that work uh, we we live in the same town, uh, actually, the whole band mm -hmm. and also our backing band. And uh, Sulu is, is living in, in Stockholm, but it worked fine. He, he just took the train and we took the train to him. And we recorded it like in the middle of both me, uh, Östersund, where we live, and Sulu in Stockholm in a town called Sundsvall. Uh, it's kind of in the middle of of them so yeah it worked it worked fine and we we had some digital meetings but we wanted to to uh, get together in real life and uh, write the track and work work on it and then kevin our co-producer and the one who has done the mix mixing on the album is he's living in london mm -hmm. in england so yeah so how, when you guys write, do you guys bring demos together or do you come in and, and write songs by jamming? How does that process work? We write everything on just one acoustic guitar and uh, 
yeah, and Jonas is writing the lyrics together with me and Zulo and but mostly we we write on acoustic guitars. A good song will you have to be able to to play um, a good song on both on acoustic guitar and electric. We we write on on we sit down and jam and we um mostly most of the time we got some ideas that we bring to to the rehearsal so mm-hmm. is there a plan to tour the united states as uh, for velvet insane yeah we hope so actually we have uh, played in new york and baltimore and philadelphia and we had done a few shows there mm-hmm like a few years ago so we we would love to come back and play again so we we hope we can do that in a in in the future mm-hmm. when somebody buys this album when it comes out and you guys have some uh really lovely uh vinyl version of this as well when someone buys the album and they play it start to finish what do you hope that the listener takes away from the experience? I, I first off, I I hope that they have a great time, uh, and I it, yeah, I think they I hope that they like the album. Uh, but it's it's a feel good album, and it's it's kind of maybe it's a bit party and uh, stuff like that. But but I hope people enjoy it and have a great time and put on put on a smile while they are listening to it (laughs) now your band got off to from what i understand a little bit of a of a tragic start to to this uh you're you had a a manager who passed away and then you kind of changed your career path is that what happened yeah kind of i had uh, uh my former band that I had in high school, we signed um, a pretty famous manager from Sweden who I play as who have worked with a lot of uh, big Swedish bands like Backyard Babies, Helicopters, uh, Crash Diet, and a few others. Uh, and he overdosed in, I think it was on a in a on a party in on a tour somewhere in England. I think it was in Nottingham, and he is he passed away, and I uh, stopped playing for a while. I, I lost my my energy and my love for music for a while, and then I wanted to. I came up with a band name. I started to write some songs, and I started to track some demos. And I met Jonas, and we yeah, we just enjoyed play together and uh, yeah and we started to tour and we yeah it all started with that tragic accident that happened mm-hmm. was there any particular uh event that that made you think yeah I, i'd like to get back into music again or was it was it just you know you just needed time to heal i think i needed time to heal but mm-hmm. i just started to to listen to my old records again, um, to the Slade albums and the Mata Hopel albums and the Kiss albums again. I, uh, because I, I had just 
written some written and recorded albums and worked my ass off to uh, to to reach my goals. So I have had forgotten lost some of the love for the music and I just got back to my record collection. So mm-hmm. I think the record collection made me yeah it it got me back on track. You got the fire, gotta make it spread. Like a thousand sparks spin around your head. So turn it over, turn it on. You got the power to get it done. Velvet. Sometimes that's all it takes. Speaking of your record collection, how do you normally listen? Are you a vinyl guy? Do you listen to CDs, uh, digital? How, how do you listen usually? Uh, usually digitally, uh, digital. Uh, but but I really love uh, both vinyl, but I also love tapes. And so, yeah, but no CDs for me. Mm. Just vinyls uh, and the tapes. And I think uh, I used to listen to on like Spotify or iTunes because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it does make things easier, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, what was the last record you listened to start to finish? Hmm, besides Rock and Roll Glitter Suit, I yep. think <laughs> I think I just I have to. Check that out, actually. Let's see. I just check in my Spotify uh, for uh, Slading Flame, actually. Yeah, Slading Flame. It's obvious that you you really love that era of music. Um, is that a, a is that a genre do, that you think is ripe for a comeback at this point? Do you think it's been an overlooked period of of music? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, yeah, the world needs some glam rock that is exciting. And I think it's the perfect time for it uh, because it's got a lot of energy. It's got a lot of feel-good music. And it's, uh, it's yeah, it's uh, art, actually. And I think people need that. Uh, people need real music that got a lot of art in it was glam rock think yeah that makes you think it does what was glam rock big in sweden yeah i think uh i'm too young to know (laughs) actually (laughs) i'm just 26 years old so i missed uh, that era but yeah especially sweet was really really big in sweden Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh it's interesting i always i'm always curious as to to how different types of music were received in in other parts of the world. I know that Sweden has a very um, a very nice uh, power metal uh, 
community, obviously some progressive rock there as well. What did your friends listen to when you were growing up? My friends, hmm, let's see. I think it was uh, like pop, the biggest uh, hip hop. In, in, yeah, hip hop. But then I, I started to get to this, uh, this music school that both me and Jonas and Ludwig has, uh, went to. And uh, yeah, I think it was a lot of progressive metal and some death metal was really big and especially, and of course, black metal mm -hmm. uh, was. So yeah, it was a lot of different types of metal that was big. All right, yes, uh, Jesper Lindgren of Velvet Insane. Uh, this comes out on July 16th and it's going to be on all of the the streaming sites yeah it's so rock and roll glitter suit and and where's the best place for fans to buy your album at our record company sound pollution yeah on their just just google sound pollution and get to their site and buy it or check our facebook or social media to find the right way to buy it. And you guys are on Facebook, but you don't have a, a Velvet Insane website yet? No, we have we have uh, had that in times, but we're too lazy to have it actually. <laughs> and we just got, uh, yeah, we think like Facebook and Instagram and other channels, uh, social media are far enough. Okay. Uh, it takes a lot of time, too much time from the music. So. Yeah. That's it. You're not, it's not that you're too lazy. It's that you're too busy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put that, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jesper Lindgren from Velvet Insane. Thank you so much for being with me on, on Michael's record collection. Tell me a little bit about this record. It's a, a it's a fun listen. It's uh, you know, like I said, 11 songs, they're all fairly short. They're very catchy. They're very melodic. They get stuck in your head. And I think these are all, you know, good signs of, of what you're looking for when you listen to glam rock. Thanks, man. I'm really happy that you uh, liked the album. And thank you for, uh, for, for having me on your show. Absolutely. Very, very happy to have, have you. Um, folks can hit that like button and uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter. Go to Go to michaelsrecordcollection.substack.com and uh, you know tell your friends. Michael's Record Collection is hosted and produced by Michael Citro. Logo graphic courtesy of Jerry Cutchins. Follow Michael's Record Collection on social media, at Mike's Records on Twitter, and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, you can support the show through our Patreon at patreon.com slash michaelsrecordcollection. For the free newsletter version, go to substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening.